Good evening, everybody, and welcome to All You Need to Know Radio. I am John Hollywood, your host. Today, there have been bombshell events in the impeachment hearing of Donald J. Trump. We are going to dive right into the impeachment hearings. Let me tell you, they uh, what we're going to the first video or the uh, the first thing that we're going to play for you guys is quite long, but it's worth it. And uh, it very much, sadly, ties the President of the United States to corruption, to impeachable offenses. Donald J. Trump is unfit to be President, and now criminally, not only by impeachment, I believe he should be removed from office and put in handcuffs. That is my personal opinion. Let's go to the testimony from today. I warn you, it's graphic, and it's bombshell. And this is All You Need to Know Radio, and it starts right now. There's a lot of new material in your opening statement uh, for us to get through, um, but I want to start with a few top-line questions before passing it over to Mr. Goldman. In your deposition, you testified that you found yourself on a continuum that became more insidious over time. Uh, Can you describe what you mean by this continuum of insidiousness? 
Well, uh, Mr. Chairman, uh, when we left the Oval Office, uh, I believe on May 23rd, uh, the request was very generic for an investigation of corruption in a very vanilla sense and uh, dealing with some of the oligarch problems in Ukraine, which were longstanding problems. And then as time went on, uh, more specific items got added to the menu, uh, including the uh, Burisma and 2016 election uh, meddling specifically, the DNC service specifically, and over this, over this continuum, uh, it became more and more difficult to secure the White House meeting because more conditions were being placed on the White House meeting. And then, of course, on July 25th, although you were not privy to the call, another condition was added, that being the investigation of the Bidens. I was not privy to the call, and I did not know that uh, the condition of, of investigating the Bidens was a condition. Correct. You saw that in the call record, correct? It was not in any record I received. But when you did yes, see? Yes, I saw that in September, correct. So under, uh, on this continuum, the uh, beginning of the continuum begins on May 23rd when the president instructs you to talk to Rudy? Correct. Uh, and you understood that as a direction by the president that you needed to satisfy the concerns that Rudy Giuliani would express to you uh, about what the president wanted in Ukraine? Not to me, to the entire group, Volker, Perry and myself, correct. Now, in your opening statement, you confirm that there was a quid pro quo between the White House meeting and the investigations into Burisma and the 2016 election that Giuliani was publicly promoting. Is that right? Correct. And in fact, you say that other senior officials in the State Department and the Chiefs of Staff's office, including Mick Mulvaney, Secretary Pompeo, we're aware of this quid pro quo that in order to get the White House meeting, there were going to have to be these investigations the president wanted. Correct. And those, again, are investigations into 2016 and Burisma slash the Bidens. 2016 Burisma. The Bidens did not come up. But you would ultimately learn that Burisma meant the Bidens when you saw the call record, correct? Of course. Today I know exactly what it means. I didn't know at the time. And then on July 26th, you confirm you did indeed have the conversation with President Trump from a restaurant in Kiev that David Holmes testified about last week. Is that right? Correct. And you have no doubt, no reason to doubt Mr. Holmes' recounting of your conversation with the President? Uh, the only part of Mr. Holmes' uh, recounting that I take exception with is I do not recall mentioning the Bidens. That did not enter my mind. It was Burisma in 2016 election. You have no reason to believe that Mr. Holmes would make that up if that's what he recalls you saying? You have no reason to question that, do you? I, I, I don't recall saying Biden. I never recall saying Biden. But the rest of uh, Mr. Holmes' uh, recollection is consistent with your own? Well, I can't testify as to what Mr. Holmes might or might not have heard through the phone. I don't know how he heard the conversation. Are you familiar with his testimony? Vaguely, yes. And the only exception you take is to the mention of the name Biden. Correct. And I think you said in your testimony this morning that not only uh, is it correct that the president brought up with you investigations on the phone the day after the July 25th call, 
But you would have been surprised had he not brought that up. Is that right? Right, because we had been hearing about it from Rudy, and we presumed Rudy was getting it from the president. So it seemed like a logical conclusion. Mr. Holmes also testified that you told him President Trump doesn't care about Ukraine. He only cares about big stuff that relates to him personally. Um, I take it from your comment, uh, you don't dispute that part of the conversation. Well, he made that clear in the May 23rd meeting that he was not particularly fond of Ukraine, and we had a lot of heavy lifting to do to get him to engage. So you don't dispute that part of Mr. Holmes' recollection? No. In August, when you worked with Rudy Giuliani and a top Ukrainian aide to draft a public statement for President Zelensky to issue that includes the announcement of investigations into Burisma, you understood that was required by President Trump before he would grant a White House meeting to President Zelensky? That's correct. And the Ukrainians understood that as well? I believe they did. And you informed Secretary Pompeo about that statement as well? I did. Later in August, you told Secretary Pompeo that President Zelensky would be prepared to tell President Trump that his new justice officials would be able to announce matters of interest to the president, which could break the logjam. When you say matters of interest to the president, you mean the investigations that President Trump wanted. Is that right? Correct. Uh, and that involved 2016 and Burisma or the Bidens? 2016 and Burisma. And when you're talking here about breaking the logjam, you're talking about the logjam over the security assistance, correct? I was talking logjam generically because nothing was moving. But that included the security assistance, did it not? Correct. And based on the context of that email, this was not the first time you had discussed these investigations with Secretary Pompeo, was it? No. He was aware of the connections that you were making between the investigations and the White House meeting and security assistance? Yes. Did he ever take issue with you and say, no, that connection is not there or you're wrong? Not that I recall. Now, you mentioned that uh, you also had a conversation with Vice President Pence before his meeting with President Zelensky in Warsaw and that you raised the concern you had as well that the security assistance was being withheld because of the president's desire to get a commitment from Zelensky to pursue these political investigations. What did you say to the vice president? I was in a briefing uh, with several people, and I just spoke up and I said, it appears that everything is stalled until this statement gets made, something that words to that effect, uh, and that's what I believe to be the case based on uh, you know, the work that the three of us had been doing, Volker, Perry, and myself, and the vice president nodded like, you know, he, he heard what I said, and that was pretty much it, as I recall. And you understood that the Ukrainians were going to raise the security assistance with the vice president at this meeting? I didn't know what they were going to raise, but they, they, in fact, did raise it, Mr. Chairman. Well, it was public by that point that there was a hold on the security assistance, correct? Yeah, but I, I didn't know what they were going to raise. I didn't get a pre-brief from the Ukrainians. Well, you knew certainly they were concerned about the hold on the security assistance, right? They were concerned, obviously. And you wanted to help prepare the vice president for the meeting by letting him know what you thought was responsible for the hold on the security assistance. That's fair. 
you recall anything else the president, the vice president said other than nodding his head when you made him aware of this fact? No, I, I don't have a readout of that meeting, so I can't remember anything else. Uh, and it was immediately after this meeting between the vice president and Zelensky that you went to uh, speak with Yermak and you told him similarly that um, in order to release the military assistance, they were going to have to publicly announce these investigations. Yeah, much has been made of that meeting, and it really wasn't a meeting. What happened was everyone got up yeah. after the bilateral meeting between President Zelensky and Vice President Pence, and people do what they normally do. They get up, they mill around, they shake hands, and I don't know if I came over to your Mac or he came over to me, but he said, you know, what's going on here? And I said, I don't know. It might all be tied together now. I have no, you know, I have no idea. I was presuming that it was, but it was a very short conversation. Well, in that short conversation, as you would later relay to Mr. Morrison and Ambassador Taylor, uh, you informed Mr. Yermak that they would need to invest, announce these investigations in order to get the aid, did you not? Well, Mr. Yermak was already working on those investigations, or on the uh, statement about the investigations. And you confirmed for him that he needed to get it done if they were going to get the military aid? I likely did. Mr. Morrison and Ambassador Taylor have also related a conversation you had with the President following the Warsaw meeting, in which the President relayed to you uh, that there was no quid pro quo, but nevertheless, unless Zelensky went to the mic uh, and announced these investigations, they would be a stalemate over the aid. Is that correct? That's correct. And that was an accurate reflection of your discussion with the President? Well, that email was not artfully written. I'm the first to admit. What I was trying to convey to Ambassador Taylor after his frantic emails to me and to others about the security assistance, which by the way, I agreed with him. I thought it was a very bad idea to hold that money. I finally called the president. I believe it was on the 9th of September. I can't find the records and they won't provide them to me. But I believe I just asked him an open-ended question, Mr. Chairman. What do you want from Ukraine? I keep hearing all these different ideas and theories and this and that. What do you want? And it was a very short, abrupt conversation. He was not in a good mood. And he just said, I want nothing. I want nothing. I want no quid pro quo. Tell Zelensky to do the right thing. Something to that effect. So. I typed out a text to Ambassador Taylor, and my reason for telling him this was not to defend what the president was saying, not to opine on whether the president was being truthful or untruthful, but simply to relay, I've gone as far as I can go. This is the final word that I heard from the president of the United States. If you're still concerned, you, Ambassador Taylor, are still concerned, please get a hold of the secretary. Maybe he can help. Right. I'm not asking about your text message. I'm asking about your conversations with Mr. Morrison and Ambassador Taylor after you spoke with the President, either in that call or in a different call. I'm confused, Mr. Chairman. Which conversations with Mr. Morrison and Mr. Taylor? Well, Mr. Morrison testified that you related a conversation you had with the President in which the President told you no quid pro quo, but President Zelensky must go to a microphone and announce these investigations, and that he should want to. Uh, similarly, you told Ambassador Taylor that while the President said no quid pro quo, unless Zelensky announced these investigations, they would be at a stalemate, presumably a stalemate over the 
military assistance. Do you have any reason to question those conversations that Mr. Morrison and Ambassador Taylor took notes about? Well, I think it's tied to my text, Mr. Chairman, because in my text, I think I said something to the effect that um, he wants Zelensky to do what he ran on, I believe, is transparency, et cetera, et cetera, which was my clumsy way of saying he wanted, he wanted these announcements to be made. Again, Ambassador, I'm not asking about your text message. I'm asking about what you relayed to Ambassador Taylor and Mr. Morrison about your conversation with the president. Do you have any reason to question their recollection of what you told them? All I can say is that uh, I expressed what I told or what the president told me in that text. And if I had relayed anything other than what was in that text, I don't recall. You don't recall? I don't recall. You have no reason to question Ambassador Taylor or Mr. Morrison of what they wrote in their notes about your conversation with them. Could you kindly repeat what they wrote? I'll have Mr. Goldman go through that with you. That'd be great. But let me get to the very the top line here, Ambassador Sondland. Okay. You've testified that the White House meeting that President Zelensky desperately wanted, and that was very important to President Zelensky, was it not? Absolutely. You testified that that meeting was conditioned, was a quid pro quo for what the president wanted, these two investigations. Is that right? Correct. And that everybody knew it? Correct. Now, that White House meeting was going to be an official meeting between the two presidents, correct? Presumably. It would be an Oval Office meeting, hopefully? A working meeting, yeah. Working meeting. So an official act, yeah. correct? And in order to perform that official act, Donald Trump wanted these two investigations that would help his reelection campaign, correct? I can't characterize why he wanted them. All I can tell you is this is what we heard from Mr. Giuliani. Wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. I mean, listening to all of this makes you just go, okay, are we in America? Are we in a court of law? What is going on here? And let me tell you something, guys. This is a very, very sad day for this country because this gentleman ties the president of the United States to corruption, to extortion. He literally held foreign aid from a country and did not let them did not let them get it at all. I'm not sure how much that of you heard, so let's go back to this. Um, just incredible testimony that we just heard is through Adam Schiff and uh, this ambassador, the guy that uh, was doing the talking. I don't have it in front of me, but I will when I come back. We're kind of really going crazy here at All You Need to Know Radio because of so, so much breaking news. And it all literally just broke right before our show started. So right now, this is uh, Britney Spears crazy. And boy, that tells a lot right now. I'm your host, John Hollywood of All You Need to Know Radio. Copperhead will be along with us later on. We have a lot more testimony to listen to. Mainly our show is going to be listening to testimony. And we're hoping that we can get our uh, Best in Justice uh, team to call in 
They are in trial right now, so I'm not sure if we're going to hear it. But more to come. This is All You Need to Know Radio. Bombshell testimony today that ties the President of the United States to corruption. That ties the President of the United States to extortion. That ties him to bloodshed where he would not provide aid that had been provided and approved by the Congress because he wanted to have an investigation done on who he thinks he must be able to read minds now on who he thinks is going to be the next rival against him in the 2020 election. This is all you need to know radio. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's your favorite radio show host, John Hollywood with All You Need to Know Radio. Want to give you a Hey everybody, let's who this is. It's your favorite radio host, John Hollywood with All You Need to Know Radio. And I want to take some time out real quick to give a big shout out to an amazing law firm, Warwick and Nunn. Guys, if you have any kind of legal problems of any kind, I mean, if you have personal injury, real estate and um, business problems, transactions, if you need litigation help, uh, I don't know about parking tickets, but man, this law firm does everything. If you have been taken advantage of and you think you have nowhere to turn, let me brighten your uh, eyes right now and put a smile on your face. Call 972-863-9592. That is 972-863-9592. Ask for Hunter or Amos, and it is Warridge and Nunn. That's Warridge and Nunn, and they are a full-service law firm. They are so incredible, guys. One thing is they're trustworthy. The other is they actually will care about your case and explain it to you where you will be able to understand it. A lot of attorneys I've dealt with in my life, they like to talk over your head, not these guys. These guys want you to understand you do have a choice. You've got to be the one that makes the right choice. If you're having any problems legally, if you're having aggressive if you're having aggressive problems in your life to where you feel like you just have nowhere to turn, I've got the place you need to turn to. It is the law firm of Warwick and Nunn at 972-863-9592. That's 972-863-9592. Or go to warwicknunn.com. Make sure you tell these guys, Hunter and Amos, that you heard about them on All You Need to Know Radio, your favorite radio show. And... Hey everybody, how's everybody doing out there tonight? Are you ready to end your debt forever? Are you tired of paying credit card payments every single month and all you seem to be doing is getting the interest paid and not lowering your actual balance? And you've thought to yourself, why am I in this mess? Let me tell you something right now. It is a situation that is happening with millions of Americans and their families. And it's very sad, the government, 
has not stepped in to do anything. Guess what? We are ready to help you. There is a company that is a new uh, sponsor out there called American Negotiators. And let me tell you, are you ready to get out of debt? They say if you've been told there's nothing you can do, listen very closely because I'm about to tell you the truth and your family. Major credit card companies don't want you to know the truth. And the truth is you can actually settle your debt for less than what you owe. And yes, they will not go out of business because they lose a little bit of money. And the other families are able to go on with their lives and feel confident that they actually paid their bills. Pick your phone up right now and call 972-764-3120. Let American negotiators go to work for you today with years of experience. Let them show you a better way to end your debt permanently. They've got over 30 years of proven experience with the president and CEO in the credit and debt industry, and they are ready to go to work for you right now. As an added treat, and because you heard it on All You Need to Know Radio, call 972-764-3120. That is 972-764-3120. And listen up, guys. Everybody that calls right now for the next five minutes, you will get 50% off their amazing debt negotiation services. Go to your phones and call them right now. American Negotiators is the only name you need to know to get out of debt. American Negotiators, ending America's debt one debt at a time. 972-764-3120. Like the end of season six, Ruzek ended up in prison. The wannabe mayor, Brian Kelton, he's found dead. And it certainly looks as though Voight did it. The last season ended with a bang. Natalie? Last season ended where we were all in the mattress fire. We've got people alive in here. we got to get them out. Evacuate now. This season, we actually start the season premiere like we never have before. Connor, I respect you. Saved a lot of lives around here. Just got to make sure you didn't take one. We're going to start with we're all in danger. And we get to see who survived and who didn't survive. I'm not leaving you. The new season picks up 10 minutes after the finale. Earlier today, Void said he was going to see Kelton to do what needs to be done. Watch yourself. You don't want to say something you can't walk back. Our fans know that Wednesday night is their night for TV. It's like a three-hour Chicago movie every week. I just feel like every season the writing just keeps getting richer and the stories keep getting better. And I think the fans expect that from us, and we're going to give them exactly what they want. We're going to continue to dig deep and make the most authentic Chicago story. Honesty. Integrity, bravery on the streets of Chicago every single day. It's really incredible. Wednesday night is one to watch. I think I found my dream car. It turns out they want me to start next month. She can stay with you to finish your senior year? Of course she can. <laughs> hey, want to drive? Really? Do you think we can do this, Robin? Things will be tight, but we can make this work. That's great. Thank you. 
Okay. Here we go. Now. Away. Mind you, this man was worth millions of dollars, changed the way music was made, changed the music industry, and he died by himself in an elevator. How depressing, how sad. And we wish Prince all the best. But me and my sister actually got to be escorted by security through his house. Uh, They did not let us in where he had passed away. Thank God I would not have wanted to be there. However, Prince, you, the world will never, ever forget you. You are an icon. There is no one around. There will never, ever, ever be another Prince. But I wanted to come back to the show with that because I really wish this time of night we were back in 1999 instead of in 2019 where we have a corrupt president in the sitting office of the highest office in the land where we have the most disgraceful human being that could ever sit in that seat. I never thought that I would say that there was a more corrupt president than Richard Nixon, but Donald Trump makes Richard Nixon look like Mary Poppins. Now, we have been going over bombshell testimony from today. Let me tell you something. The Republicans, you need to show some fucking respect to your people because you are a bunch of cowards that are hiding behind another coward and the dictator and your king, Donald Trump. Let me tell you something. Donald Trump may not be able to be prosecuted and put in jail, but your asses can be. And if you lie to Congress, I hope to hell that's where you end up. We are going to continue with bombshell testimony from Fiona Hill, and she lays it out 
in really easy way. If you're a five-year-old child, you would be able to understand it. Um, our best in justice guys, I'm not sure are going to be able to join us tonight because of the fact they are in getting ready for trial. But listen, guys, if you think it gives me any pleasure to sit here and call the president a coward and a loser, you, you're, you would be wrong. The problem is that's what he is. And I am so sick of hearing Jim Johnson, Lindsey Graham, who Lindsey Graham, when Donald Trump was, was a him the worst, the worst person on earth, saying he would never, ever vote for anything that Donald Trump wanted to pass, saying he would be an obstacle in Donald Trump's past. And I'm being nice about the things he actually said about him. But Lindsey Graham, just like all the other GOPs that sit up there and collect a paycheck from the American people, mind you, the, the Congress works about six months a year. That's all. And they make at least two hundred to $300,000 a year. And they are paid a portion of that money when they leave office. If I sound angry, I am. I am so fed up with these people lying to the American people, and I hope you all rot in jail. Here is Fiona Hill. Mr. Morrison told us both in his deposition and his public hearing that you had related concerns about uh, Colonel Vindman's judgment. I did not relate any concerns in general terms about um, Colonel uh, Vindman's judgment, so I was somewhat surprised when I heard Mr. Morrison make that assertion and when I read his deposition. There was a very specific point that was made, and again, these are personnel issues, and I'm sure that nobody here would like to have their private personnel issues put before a committee, but you've asked me about this. So I had a couple of very short transition meetings uh, with Mr. Morrison. And again, Mr. Morrison did not work in our directorate. He was taking over the position, which he held for three months. I had worked uh, on the, as the director, the senior director for Europe and uh, Eurasia, it was at the time, for more than two years at this point, and I'd been working for a year with Colonel Vindman, with Mr. Vindman. And in the course of one of the meetings, sometime in the June timeframe, I sat down with Mr. Morrison and with a deputy, he referred to him in his deposition, uh, John Erith, who was also working, and we went through our organizational chart. We went through who was staying, who was rotating out and leaving in the summer, and we talked about everybody's strengths and weaknesses. And I always asked my staff to do upward feedback as well to talk about what I wasn't doing right either, I'd like to learn too. And I said that I was concerned about the way things were trending in Ukraine policy. So um, uh, Colonel Vindman, is a highly distinguished decorated military officer. He came over to us from the chairman's office and the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And we were evaluating and looking at him in the context of what his future uh, positions would be in the context of the US Army. And I was concerned that if, for example, Colonel Vindman might decide to leave the military, that perhaps he wasn't as well suited or something that would be much more political. I did not feel that he had the political antenna to deal with something that was straying into domestic politics. Not everyone is suited for that. That does not mean in any way that I was quest questioning his overall judgment, nor was I questioning in any way his substantive expertise. He is excellent on uh, issues related to Ukraine, Belarus, and Moldova, on Russian defense issues, 
He'd been in charge of uh, I recently the spoke to a campaign, um, uh, thinking through at the, um, at the chairman's office and in the Pentagon. This is a very specific issue because by June, we saw that things were diverging and you needed completely different sensitivity. Some people in my office have worked at the highest levels of advisory positions and Mr. Morrison had come from Capitol Hill. He knew politics inside out and we said that Colonel Vindman did not and we were concerned about how he would manage what was becoming a highly uh, charged and potentially partisan issue which had not been before. And Colonel Vindman you related to us during his deposition that he subsequently was um, sort of cut out of a lot of the, the decision-making and involvements with the, with the embassy in Ukraine. Was that something you recommended? Not with the embassy in Ukraine. I mean, we did pull him back from uh, the meeting in uh, May in the Oval Office. Mm -hmm. And subsequently, we were very concerned about these political aspects to this. And we did not feel, after, when July 10th, uh, Colonel Vinwin was justifiably alarmed when he realized that there was this highly political aspect of the meeting uh, that we were looking for eventually uh, with President Zelensky. going on there fiona hill is answering questions from a gop coward who is attacking a woman who is a civil servant in another country and she's coming back because she feels like that her country needs to know the sitting president of the united states has one thing on his mind he wants to prove to the country the 2016 election was not done by Russia, it was done by the Ukraine, which is a bold-faced fucking lie. There is nothing with that. Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. Under our Constitution, if a president is elected by ways of a foreign country helping you, you are an illegitimate president, and actually your election should be voided. We actually should be giving Hillary Clinton an apology. Every American that sees Hillary Clinton on the street should say, we are sorry that we were not strong enough to stand up to this coward of a man, this worthless human being. You know, everybody talks about what a great businessman Donald Trump was. Yeah, filed bankruptcy four times. He's put millions and millions of people out of business. To this day, every one of his hotels has at least two liens on them for not paying his creditors. The hotel that sits right by the house that he lives in, or excuse me, currently occupies for a very much shorter time. He's got five liens on it for not paying the people who build the hotel. This man is worse than the devil. I think we should check the top of his head and make sure he's not that. We are going to take a break and we're going to come back. We have one more piece of testimony we, we want you to hear. What I love about these civil servants is they don't take any bullshit from Congress. They tell them exactly how it is because Congress needs to remember you're elected. You are not in the field putting your life in harm's way when you make stupid-ass comments, Representative Jim Johnson. You kiss-ass of Donald Trump. 
And when we come back, we're going to tell you the best phrase. In fact, I'm going to tell you right now, excuse me, the best phrase in this election uh, hearing, so in this impeachment hearing, is this. Are you ready for it? Because get your kids out of the room because it's not very kid-friendly. So I'll give you one, and I'll give you two. It is that... Donald Trump was being talked on the phone by one of his advisors. I believe the guy's name is Ambassador European Gordon Sondland. And Donald Trump said, are they going to make the deal? And this gentleman's response was, President Zukinsky, the president of the Ukraine, loves your ass. Did you hear that? He loves his ass. That was the comment that was made to the president of the united states and donald trump was talking so loud that on an unsecured phone line by the way violating once again what the rules are for a president not to carry a phone that is not secured there's reasons for that and they're for dumbasses like donald trump who doesn't know what presidential means who doesn't know what national security means. I just, this guy, I just can't anymore. I'm over it. We need him out of office one way or the other. This is words got in the way uh, from the movie Country Strong. When we come back, we've got the final testimony. Copperhead will join us, and then we'll have our talk. This is All You Need to Know Radio. I'm your host, John Hollywood. We are heard exclusively on Blog Talk Radio. Don't touch that dial. Hey everybody, how's everybody doing out there tonight? Are you ready to end your debt forever? Are you tired of paying credit card payments every single month and all you seem to be doing is getting the interest paid and not lowering your actual balance? And you've thought to yourself, why am I in this mess? Let me tell you something right now. It is a situation that is happening with millions of Americans and their families and it's very sad the government has not stepped in to do anything. Guess what? We are ready to help you. There is a company that is a new uh, sponsor out there called American Negotiators. And let me tell you, are you ready to get out of debt? They say if you've been told there's nothing you can do, listen very closely because I'm about to tell you the truth and your family. Major credit card companies don't want you to know the truth And the truth is, you can actually settle your debt for less than what you owe. And yes, they will not go out of business because they lose a little bit of money. And the other families are able to go on with their lives and feel confident that they actually paid their bills. Pick your phone up right now and call 972-764-3120. Let American negotiators go to work for you today with years of experience. Let them show you a better way to end your debt permanently. They've got over 30 years of proven experience with the president and CEO in the credit and debt industry, and they are ready to go to work for you right now. As an added treat, and because you heard it on All You Need to Know Radio, call 972 764 
972-764-3120. That is 972-764-3120. And listen up, guys. Everybody that calls right now for the next five minutes, you will get 50% off their amazing debt negotiation services. Go to your phones and call them right now. American Negotiators is the only name you need to know to get out of debt. American Negotiators, ending America's debt one debt at a time. All right, everybody, that is the mega country, the mega, mega country, the mega queen of pop herself, the one, the only, 64, and on tour, she's on her Madam X tour, sold out at every arena. In fact, she's not at arenas right now. She is currently doing, like, uh, movie places where she's spending uh, five to seven nights with sold-out concerts. And uh, she's just doing what she does. I believe her last tour grossed over $518 million. One of the highest, I think it's the highest of any female artist anywhere. So, you know, just our hats off to Madonna because uh, actually we almost had Madonna on our show. I could not tell anyone about it. I didn't even tell my partner. Uh but at the very end, Madonna, like she normally does, switched everything around, decided she was going to do things differently. However, I do have a Kabbalist Do It Better shirt that Madonna threw to me when I was in the fourth row at her in, her, at, in Atlanta uh, on her tour of confessions. And uh, I want to thank you very much for that shirt, Madonna. I will never uh, be able to change that night. It was so funny because the minute – that uh, she threw me the shirt to me and my partner at the time in the uh, audience. This guy walks over to me and says, hey, I'll give you $1,000 for that shirt. I was like, $1,000? $10,000 maybe, but not $1,000. So once again, this is All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, John Hollywood. John Hollywood heard every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, We are not taking phone calls tonight. So I will not be giving the phone number. Remember, when the show is over, you are welcome to go to iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, any place that does on-demand podcast, we are a part of. And what's so awesome, guys, is that 
Every, we have been notified by our people that track all of this that every one of our shows for the years 2019 have been number one. Every one of them. We have close to 500,000 people that follow us on social media, and we could not be more humbled. I want to say thank you to Copperhead, my co-host, my partner in crime in life. I want to say thank you to Amos and Hunter, our Best in Justice team. And I want to say thank you most of all to our audience, because without you, guys, we would not be here. Thank you for caring about what we talk about. Thank you for caring about our country. And this is for all of them. All right, and then let's go to the last day of testimony. And, uh, I mean, it's just kind of interesting because when you listen to these, you go, are these really the people that we elected to be in our, to be in our Congress? I mean, it, it, it's hilarious to me in some cases. And in other cases, it's very, very, very sad. Very, very, very sad. So I don't see where my producers have actually put this up yet. So let's give you just a little bit more music, and we'll be right back. on the July 25th, that's four months ago. The transcript's been out for two months. Maybe the ambassador thought, this is, this is nothing new here. But Shazam, last week, you come forward with supposedly this new information. There is nothing different in there than what we had on the transcript. Maybe that's the reason their star witness, their first witness didn't bring it up. But they had to have something. So you're their closing witness because you overheard, you overheard the president talking to Ambassador Sondland. 
answer. If I could answer, I see four seconds left on the clock. Um, I believe Mr. that Holmes, you may take as long as you need. Thank you, sir. I believe that Ambassador Taylor did already know when I briefed him when I returned from vacation on the 6th. He, it was not news to him that the president was pressing for a Biden investigation. That's not what I asked. That's why he didn't share with us. Well, Jordan, Mr. Jordan, please it, do not interrupt the witness any further. Uh, Mr. Holmes, this, this is exactly Mr. Jordan's time has expired, but yours is not. Okay, thank you. You may sir. answer the question. <laughs> uh, it's exactly my point. Um, I briefed the call in detail of the deputy chief of mission, went away for a week, come back, I refer to the call, and everyone is nodding. Of course that's what's going on. Of course the president is pressing for a Biden investigation before he'll do these things the Ukrainians want. There was nodding agreement. So did I go through every single word in the call? No, because everyone by that point agreed. It was obvious what the president was pressing for. And Ambassador Taylor, as you've just outlined, had all those other interactions. With but he didn't share it with us. Mr. Jordan, please do not interrupt. But sir, sir, that, <laughs> that, but, but sir, my vivid recollection of an event I was involved with was a touchstone experience that to me validated and what, sir, Jordan, can, please what, what we believed. And Ambassador Taylor was not in that call. And so all he of a sudden last week, Mr. you got to come Mr. tell Jordan, us, right? Mr. Jordan, your boss will allow the witness to answer the question. I'll, I'll, I'll finish with this. Thank you. He was involved in a number of other interactions, as you've outlined, that brought him to the same conclusion. It is quite possible that... He doesn't share the Mr. one that Mr. the guy Jordan, he Mr. Jordan, he he share Mr. That Jordan. You may not like the witness's answer, but we no, will I, hear I, it. There wasn't an answer. Mr. Mr. Jordan, we will hear the witness's answer. Have you concluded, Mr. Holmes? I have. Hey everybody, how's everybody doing out there tonight? Are you ready to end your debt forever? Are you tired of paying credit card payments every single month and all you seem to be doing is getting the interest paid and not lowering your actual balance? And you've thought to yourself, why am I in this mess? 
Let me tell you something right now. It is an, a situation that is happening with millions of Americans and their families, and it's very sad the government has not stepped in to do anything. Guess what? We are ready to help you. There is a company that is a new uh, sponsor out there called American Negotiators. And let me tell you, are you ready to get out of debt? They say if you've been told there's nothing you can do, listen very closely because I'm about to tell you the truth and your family. Major credit card companies don't want you to know the truth and the truth is you can actually settle your debt for less than what you owe and yes they will not go out of business because they lose a little bit of money and the other families are able to go on with their lives and feel confident that they actually paid their bills pick your phone up right now and call 972-764-3120 let american negotiators go to work for you today with years of experience let them show you a better way to end your debt permanently. They've got over 30 years of proven experience with the president and CEO in the credit and debt industry, and they are ready to go to work for you right now. As an added treat, and because you heard it on All You Need to Know Radio, call 972-764-3120. That is 972-764-3120. And listen up, guys. Everybody that calls right now for the next five minutes, you will get 50% off their amazing debt negotiation services. Go to your phones and call them right now. American Negotiators is the only name you need to know to get out of debt. American Negotiators, ending America's debt one debt at a time. 972-764-3120. superstar Ty Herndon talking about uh, he released a brand new album called got it covered go to any iTunes go to Google Play support the arts guys this this gentleman <clears throat> not only is he a good friend of mine um, he actually came out as the first gay country male artist ever and uh, the country community including Garth Brooks Keith Jack uh, Alan Jackson Oh, my God. Uh, Keith Urban. <laughs> Keith Urban. Reba McIntyre. All the big stars all came out in support of Ty. Um, you know, a lot of people already knew that Ty was gay. But Ty did not think his sexuality, nor do I, nor should anyone, his sexuality should be any part of his music. Period. He's not trying to date you. He's not trying to marry you. He's trying to make, give you a message with his music. 
He's trying to give you hope. He's trying to show you that there are other people in the world going through some things that you're probably going through, reminding you once again that you are not alone. With that single, I don't know if you recognize it, but the original artist on that single was the the most incredible, one of the most incredible singers. Uh, she uh, hosted the CMTs with uh, uh, Reba McIntyre, her, which I think it's her ninth or tenth season hosting the CMAs, which is unheard of. But the one, the only, Miss Carrie Underwood, uh, sang that song, and of course it went number one, as everything she sings does, and she actually sent Mr. Herndon a tweet telling her she loved his rendition. So, with that being said, I'd like to move on after all of the um, literally depressing things that are going on in this country right now. I mean, I have to take a breath, and I have to think this can't be my country. You know, like in uh, The Wizard of Oz where she clicks her heels together three times. I, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. I wish that the heels existed. And I don't like to wear high heels. <laughs> but I wish the heels existed that I could click my heels together three times and say that Donald Trump is not president. And that would be so. Unfortunately, guys, that is not the way it works. November 20th of next year, please get out and vote. Your very future depends on it. Donald Trump and whoever is in control of Donald Trump is trying to destroy our democracy. He is trying to destroy America. He's been he's already been very successful in dividing this country. And don't think that there's just a bunch of hillbillies out there voting for Donald Trump. I personally have lost over a thousand friends, some of which I respect to the highest hill because of Donald Trump. So let's get to some good news here. Keith Urban, one of the best country stars in the history of the United States. And I think he's from Canada or no, I think he's from Australia. In any case, he's married to the beautiful Nicole Kidman, so he's got the best of both worlds. And guess what? You wouldn't believe it. He's got another number one song. This is our song pick of the week, and uh, it's new, it's dangerous, and everyone, it's in your face, and it's Keith Urban, We Were. From a name on a fake ID And still About a hundred away from the day Your daddy said you could run with me We were A couple of line steppers Just couldn't wait to step over the line Never thinking We wouldn't last I was your first and you were mine We Bittersweet and the bitter, though part of me is always going missing. I am who I am, I just knew who I was when we were. 
All right, everybody. So this is once again John Hollywood, your host of All You Need to Know Radio. And that was Keith Urban, country music superstar Keith Urban with his brand new hit, We Were. Make sure you go to iTunes, Google Play, anywhere that you can download or buy music. And uh, the song is an incredible message, and uh, the beat and Keith Urban's voice is superb. What else can you say? The man is just, he's the cream of the crop. Keith Urban is one of my favorite, favorite artists in the world, next to Ty Herndon. However, um, I haven't got to meet him yet. I've seen him in concert several times, but go and get this song. In the meantime, we apologize for going over a little bit. Copperhead, uh, we thought he was going to be able to get into the studio tonight. We knew our Best Injustice guys were probably not going to be on the air tonight. A lot of our show tonight was just testimony that I really felt like you needed to hear. I encourage every single American out there, do not listen to the news, okay? A lot of it, sadly, is fake, and it's mainly Fox News. But the thing is, is that we're all Americans here. Make your own decisions. But when you go into that ballot box on November the 20th, you need to say, who do I like my country? Do I like the way my country is being represented by a cheater, by a liar, by a bigot, by a homophobic, by a racist? If the answer to that is yes, then vote for Donald Trump because that's who we've got right now. If you want someone in office that actually cares about our country, it is not this station's position to ever endorse a candidate. And last year or last week, I said I was going to, and right now I'm going to retract that statement because that is not fair to do. We are in the process of getting a hold of both campaigns. Uh, We will once there is actually one campaign together. Right now, there's too many Democrats. And I have a message for you. Everybody needs to drop out if you cannot win. We need to get down to three, then we need to get down one, and then we need to get down to debates. Guys, Copperhead would say, remember to love each other. Remember not to take each other for granted. And tomorrow, go out, and if your friend, neighbor's in your yard, go over and shake their hands and say, hello, I'm so-and-so. We miss that human contact so much because of social media. Make it a change in your life. And remember, as I always say, keep reaching for the stars because that's where it all begins. Never let anyone try to take your dream away or tell you who you love. You've been listening to the number one radio show all you need to know radio and only because of you brought to you exclusively on blog talk radio everybody take care of each other we will see you next thursday at eight o'clock what are we going to talk about god only knows donald trump what he will do but i promise you it will be entertaining that you won't know what to do with yourself but right now, we have, Donald Trump's life is being investigated in every avenue. I will give you some breaking news right here, and that is that his daughter, Ivanka Trump, 
will supposedly, from what I am hearing, be indicted after Thanksgiving. And she will be indicted on state charges in New York, which Donald Trump will not be able to do anything about. Guys, I do not enjoy talking negatively about the office of the presidency. The office of the presidency deserves respect. The occupant does not. He's there for him. he's there to line his pockets as much as he can. But I've got some breaking news for Mr. Trump and you can't and that's and are you listening up, Mr. President? You cannot spend one dime of that money if your ass is in jail. And with that, I will sign off. And when I'm done talking here, sit back and take a deep breath and ask yourself, what have you done today to make yourself feel proud? Good night from Addison, Texas. Oh!